0: Welcome to the podcast. This episode originally aired as a video on my YouTube channel, Bio Soul Integration. There, my goal is to help you integrate body and soul, to help you feel completely, express fully, and live authentically. I'm your host, Dr. Jay Eaker. Let's get into it. Hi there. Today, I want to talk about how to find your soulmate, uh, the one. Mr. Wright, Miss Wright, that, you know, significant relationship that you've really been looking for. Um, tell you some stories, uh, one, you know, a story from my own life, how I met my wife, and tell you a story from a, a client of mine's, uh, life, and, uh, pass along a couple of books, recommend a couple of books to, uh, help you, you know, f- discover the key to finding the one. My name is Jay Eaker, and I'm, you know, coming to you from the Biosoul Integration Center here in Louisville, Colorado. And I feel like my job here is to help you embody your soul's gifts, so that you can, you know, express those gifts through your body, through your physical body, onto this physical plane, so you can give your gifts, live your purpose here on the planet. And there's a, a level of life satisfaction, a level of fulfillment that comes from that that's uh, above and beyond the sort of surface level of happiness that people experience when they you know just have enough money and have uh basically satisfying relationships and have a you know uh feel you know they're relatively healthy there's a certain level of happiness that comes with that but uh, i think a lot of people want more and there is a certain level of fulfillment a certain level of life satisfaction that comes from really embodying your soul's gifts and serving others with those gifts so if you could uh, to that extent to that end if you could like this video if you could subscribe to my YouTube channel uh share it with anyone uh who you think might be interested on social media or wherever you do your wherever you do your social stuff and uh yeah if you could do that especially subscribe to my channel that'd be really much appreciated so um yeah the romantic relationship love relationship it's probably the the thing that is uh the biggest facilitator of our spiritual growth there are a few big ones you know there's our family, there's like your career, your work, uh, world that are sort of big, uh, big uh, containers for our growth. But I think a uh, sort of love relationship is the biggest one. I mean, it's a, <clears throat> I'd call it a crucible, a crucible for growth for spiritual growth you know a crucible is that little container i don't know if you've ever you did a high school uh chemistry or a college chemistry it's like this little porcelain container and you put ingredients in there and then you can torch them with that blowtorch thing and you know it doesn't harm the the crucible you can heat things up um and make new things out of it i think i think it's a term that applies to life in that uh you know uh it uh, yeah, it's just a container for things to happen that the end result is that sort of something new is created in us or, or, or in our lives. It's a crucible. And certainly that love relationship is a crucible for our own growth. And the reason that is, is because of the way it reflects our shadow back to us or it reflects back to us this, you know, parts of ourselves that we maybe are not so apt to um you know that we're maybe not so apt to express the parts of ourselves that we don't like and just other unconscious our our unconscious shadow material uh the love relationship is really good at reflecting that stuff back to us you know to a certain degree so are the other things our family our work relationship but the truth is you can sort of when your shadow starts coming to the surface in those relationships you can get out you know you can leave you can go somewhere else you can leave uh your family you can you know kind of hold tight until it works over and then you can sort of like let loose you know and be by yourself but with a love relationship it's generally at some point not the you know it's not possible we do everything with them we live with them we sleep with them we get up with them we brush our teeth with them you know All of that stuff. So they get to see our worst and they, our best and our worst, and they reflect that back to us. And so it gets, it becomes impossible to sort of keep, you know, the energy, the resources that we're using to sort of hide certain parts of ourselves. It gets, it becomes impossible to keep doing that. Those parts come to the surface and we're forced to see them. What's more, we're forced to display, put them on display in front of other people. You know, there's no greater, uh, greater expose than that. Um, But on the other hand, ideally, it happens inside of a container of love, right? So we get to see these parts of ourselves, but hopefully, in a way, we get to learn also to hold them um, with love, which is kind of a recipe for, you know, for serious um, transformation. So, I mean, the question kind of is like, are you feel like you're ready to do that? Uh, you know, or, or are you, um, you know, are you looking for a relationship to validate your self-worth? Are you looking for a relationship to complete you on some level? If you are, uh, you know, you're going to have to, you'll be faced with that stuff when you, when you come into, in a relationship. Uh, you know, and maybe you've been trying to call in the one, but you're not having much luck. Well, in anything in life that we want, there is uh, there's a com there's a combination of a few things that pl- kind of place us where we are in life. And those things are like what we come in with. You know, there's material there's that we come in that comes through our lineage work that so- we're sort of required to do when we get here that comes through our lineage, that comes through past lives, if you believe in that stuff. Um, then there's also what happens to us while we're here. There's the hurts and traumas and accidents. There's just the the way that our primitive uh, survival nervous system entrains to the people in our world when we're in the womb and when we're, you know, a kid, uh, we just adopt there are patterns, our family's patterns, the culture's patterns. Um, and then there's hurts and traumas and accidents that we experience that sort of impact us um, as far as a relationship might, you know, as far as a relationship might go. And then there is timing. Uh, the universe, life has its own timing. Um, it's trying to, uh, I believe anyway, in my experience, it's trying to align things that in a way that's good for all for the good of all and um you know i think that we have to wait for that um and so you can't really control timing right but you can't control the stuff you came in with and the stuff that you encountered while you're here in that you can work on that stuff your personal growth um, and I believe that that stuff is all designed to some degree, uh, when we bring our attention to it, our kind attention to it, there's that container again, you know, looking at a thing with, from the perspective of your heart, uh, you know, the energy that's bound up in our system as a result of the hurts and traumas and accidents, that's transmuted into fuel for our healing, into rocket fuel that sort of takes, it can, propel us to uh, the upper limits of what's possible for our bodies and our lives. And, um, you know, to the extent that we're doing that work when the timing piece happens, when those things converge, you know, it can create this sort of magical situation magic. That's sort of, uh, reminiscent of things that happen in the movies. You know, they always say like, as far as a relationship goes, like you shouldn't, you know, use a movie's, use movies as your reference point for what love is supposed to look like but in this case i think there is a certain way when those things converge uh it can be it can be pretty pretty magical so uh again you can't control the timing but uh um you can control you know your your personal work the degree to which you are working with what you've been what you've been um given I want to share a story from my own life. Uh, I And I want you to pay attention to the sort of the rhythms, the things that, that, the themes that happen as I tell this story. I'm going to tell a story about one of my clients too. And similarly, there may be similar themes. Uh, you know, I met a woman, this is before I met my wife. I've been with my wife like seven years now and this was sort of long before that five years six years before that maybe so like 13 years ago you know i met a woman and um it was kind of the first adult relationship i'd had i guess you know she was a it was the first grown-up relationship that i had she was uh a, a you know an adult a woman who was a therapist and, you know, had a certain level of skills, you know, around communication and, you know, knew herself well, you know, someone not someone to be toyed with um in any boyish way. You know, this was a a first sort of adult relationship and we kind of had the uh, the honeymoon stage like everyone does at first and we were sort of getting closer together through that. And then, you know, things like kind of didn't, you know, I thought this was going in the direction of what I was sort of used to. It's like, you know, you spend a certain amount of time together and then, you know, you're in a relationship with someone and it's just you and them. They're committed in a sort of committed relationship with you. But there was a way in which she just didn't seem like she just didn't want to settle in, you know, into relationship with me on a certain level. She wanted to kind of stay above, wasn't ready for some reason to sort of commit to this relationship. And uh, that started to, you know, bug me. <laughs> and I was always trying to get her to sort of like commit to this relationship. But the truth is there was some way in which she was, you know, there's a, tr- the truth is there's a way in which I needed her. She was a pretty cool lady. She still is. If you're watching this, you know who you are and I love you. Uh, we, you know, still have a great there's lots of love there. Uh, but, um, you know, I was relying on some level on her to validate my self-worth. Being in a relationship with her, you know, was the thing I was using to validate my own self-worth. And, you know, I think that she could feel that. And consequently, she couldn't sort of like settle into relationship with me because she could feel how I was relying on her for that. I wasn't solid in myself, you know? And, um, there were ways in which I was, um, yeah, so I was just constantly trying to get her and, and, you know, and trying to figure out because I didn't, I wasn't sort of solid in my own self-worth. I was constantly trying to figure out, well, what's wrong with me? How, how, how can I change to get her to sort of commit, basically? And that's not, that's never going to work. You know, and so I we and eventually we ended up sort of like separating it eventually ended up not working. You know, the truth is, I think I was just, you know, got to a certain point, freaked out that I couldn't, uh, you know, make this happen and kind of had a few glasses of wine and got belligerent on a phone call with her and just, you know, you know, she just saw the ways in which i was not like sort of expressed the ways in which i was not ready you know and she was gone and so there were a few years there where she was in other relationships and i was in some relationships and then a few i think a couple years went by and we sort of like reconnected again and uh we went to, we were at this uh healing seminar together. It's these transformational gates, Donald Epstein and the network chiropractic work that is the foundation for the work that I'm doing here. Uh He holds these events called transformational gates where a bunch of people come together to do that work. And we were at this thing together and I was getting worked on by this practitioner. And I experienced this sort of like, uh, you know, this way in which suddenly there was like life force energy flooding into a part of my upper lungs that I had clearly pushed life force energy away from. And, you know, I was like coughing and coughing and coughing. It was like clear, like this part of me had been opened up. And later on that day, I was having a conversation, you know, maybe we were in our room together and she said something and I was like, there it is again. It was like, I just want you know some compassion from you or i want something from you and i just sort of saw it suddenly i had this awareness that um you know i was looking to her to sort of like complete me in some way i was looking at to her to supply something that i couldn't supply for myself and in seeing that i sort of had compassion from this part of myself suddenly i realized that if you know if anyone was going to give this part of me compassion, it needed to be me. And so I started crying and there was, you know, bawling, tears, tears, um snot, <laughs> just, you know, full out uh, bawling and just sort of like sobbing and just realized in that, in that process, I was sort of giving this part of me compassion. And I was sort of seeing like, oh, wow, I see how I was expecting you to do that for me and that that's just not going to happen, you know. So I had this realization and, you know, we were sort of trying trying out the relationship again, it seemed. But I kept hearing this later on, you know, after this seminar, but I kept hearing the same things from her. She kind of just didn't want to settle in a relationship with me and she was saying things like, you know, why don't we see other people? And before that is something that would have just sent me, you know, like, Oh, how can I, gosh, so annoying. How can I, uh, you know, change myself so that she'll, you know, be in relationship with me alone. And, but this time, you know, and send me into some sort of a tailspin, but this time she said that. And I was like, Hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm pretty cool. I'm not a terrible guy. Like, there's gotta be someone out there who wants to be in a relationship with me. And so, um, you know, I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, let's date other people. Maybe I'll try that option. Since seeing as how I haven't really, you know, tried that, uh, you know, settled into that with, with her, with you for, uh, a long, long time. Let's give that a try, you know? And it was kind of really interesting. As soon as I said that, uh, and agreed to that, it was like, Everywhere I turn, some sort of window, this magical window. So there are sort of like themes that have, through this story that I'm telling you, there's a way in which I was stuck, ways in which I was sort of seeing the same thing over and over again, ways in which I came, you know, gave myself, uh, uh, compassion that I couldn't give myself before, uh, ways in which in this, what I'm just telling you that I reclaimed my power, Um, and then this magic window opened up and it was like everywhere I turned, there was some attractive, available woman, you know, looking at me hungrily. (laughs) It was from a guy's perspective. It was really amazing. It was like I couldn't go anywhere without running into some, you know, amazing, available woman. Also, all of the other possibilities. Were swirling all of the other people that I had gone out with, you know, in this in this sort of interim period before, uh, after I had broken up with this woman I was mentioning, and before we kind of got back together with uh, all of those women were kind of I would run into them and and you know, kind of magically run into them, and um, it was like I was having you know all the choices, all the potential choices were swirling and I could choose like you know do I want this do I want this do I want does this feel right and the truth was is that I was ready I felt like I was ready now for to meet my soulmate ready for the one you know and so I could have had relationships with a number of women but I didn't get into those relationships because I was looking for a certain thing and along came this this one woman and who was my wife, my, my, my wife now. And she's like, she said the thing. It was like, it was like our souls had agreed that she was going to like say when she comes along at the right time that she was going to say some key word, you know, and she said that word and it was like something clicked in me, you know, it just felt right. And I was like, this is it. And as soon as that happened, it was like this window closed, you know, I stopped running into I stopped running into all these available women. It was like the window had closed and it just was clear to me, like, this is the one. And, um, you know, that was, I guess, long story short, that was seven years ago. And uh, certainly I've been forced and still am being forced to face my shadow more than ever, you know, through this relationship. But my, I think my, my work is a good example of how this kind of work can help you you prepare yourself you know uh, help you uh, heal the stuff that we come in with and when the timing piece happens and those things line up this you know magic synchronistic you know it's like life has sparklies on the edges of it (laughs) and it was really it was really this this two-week window before i met my wife was really like that um I want to tell a story. One of my practice, one of my clients, um, she, you know, this is like the one big thing in her life. Like she wants to get in that relationship. She wants to meet her soulmate. She wants to meet the one. And that's sort of the big theme. And, uh, you know, she'd been in care here for a little while, We're sort of coaching her on connecting, I mean, there's some ways in which some of the dark stuff was coming to the surface. It was revealing some of the ways in which she, you know, maybe there was some f- sense of feeling alone. I don't know. Her dad had passed away a few years ago and she's kind of recognized ways in which she was, you know, doing her best to sort of deal with that in ways that she had sort of pushed that grief maybe away and coming to terms, coming into relationship with some of that stuff. And then she got into a relationship and it was a long distance relationship. Whenever that happens, I kind of always, you know, judgment on my part. I'm sure there's long distance relationships that have worked out great, but I always feel like, yeah, if you're like, is that really what you want? Or is he just kind of like settling for this long distance relationship? And sure enough, you know, it didn't work out. Um, I think, you know, he, Ditched on the relationship. And so here she was having to go through this feeling of like, you know, is it me? Am I, you know, what's wrong with me sort of thing? And I coached her to, you know, bring her attention to the feeling of the sensation in her body of what's wrong with me. You know, um, I would say life brings this stuff up so that we can, if you're, if you're called in the one, if you sort of like planted that flag, if you plant a flag for anything, any sort of flag that you plant about something that you want in life, life is going to be like, all right, great, let's do that. But um, it means that you're going to have to become someone else. You don't have that thing right now that you want because you're not the person who can receive it. So you have to become the person who can receive that. And that means you have to feel certain things, a wider range of emotions. You have to, you know, come into relationship with parts of yourself that you've pushed away and life goes about bringing that stuff into consciousness. The things that we encounter, the people we meet are designed to bring that into consciousness. So she met this guy and, uh, it didn't work out and here she comes into relationship with a part of herself that, you know, thinks that she's, there's something wrong with her and um you know my advice and what i was doing here with her was to help her feel the sensation of that every every moment that you're able to sort of just be present with the sensation of it you're integrating your heart is opening to a part of yourself that you've been pushing pushing away uh you know in that process that kind of evolves it connects us with there might be some anger that arises some anger arised it's the leading edge of the energy. It gives us the oomph to reclaim our power. She reclaimed some of her power. She drew a new boundary. Like, hey, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm a pretty cool person, just like I had done. And the next thing you know, uh, she's you know she's on some dating app and she's just flooded with dates. The next thing you know, you know all she's doing is going on dates for a period of time, and she meets someone. And it seemed like it's going, you know, it's like going pretty good. It's going pretty well. You know, I talked to her. She's like, yeah, I think we're like really ready to sort of, uh, you know, sink into the, the next, the next level. And here it is right now. It's just after Valentine's Day. Um, you know, I mean, it had been months, I suppose, that she'd been in this relationship with this guy. And then, um, he sends her a text saying that he's not, he's not into it anymore and you know right around valentine's day so like what a you know to be judgmental i don't know what's going on on his end but seriously what a kind of a loser move <laughs> um but you know here she is again she kind of like let her heart open and she let herself feel into the possibility of this love with soulmate relationship and felt like it was going that way but boom crashed um and of course Brought up a lot of grief, brought up a lot of confusion, um, and she was telling a story about how she was in the airport and she got this text, and there was the moment where she could have closed her heart down. She could have said, "What's wrong with me?" You know, and in that moment, we're closing our heart down to a part of ourselves, but you know, something in her—I like to think having to do with the work that we did—something in her was like, "No, I'm going to keep my heart." open and I'm going to give myself permission to feel all of this stuff. And she said that, you know, she just had a pretty really profound healing experience there in the, in the airport. You know, obviously there was tears, the sobbing, um, probably other things like anger, but you know, she was feeling things and coming into relationship with parts of herself that she previously had pushed, pushed away. So, um, you know, when you seriously plant that flag life is gonna uh say okay let's do this but it's gonna start helping to turn you into the person that you need to turn into into to uh have that thing and um often along the way that you know Part of that is sort of getting clearer on what you want and what you don't want. Uh, just saying that you want to meet the man of your dreams or the woman of your dreams is not quite specific enough. Along the way, there's a good chance you're going to learn like, oh, there were signs here like this client of mine. You know, there were signs, but that I wasn't listening to that I was, um, you know, settling for some some behavior uh, in hindsight. And the next time around, you're not going to do that. You're going to honor yourself more. You're going to claim more so it's a you know it can be a trial and error trial and error uh process so um again i wanted to sort of point out that there are certain stages in this process of healing that happens that are sort of common to everyone's experience that are sort of reproducible through work like this and um reproducible and sort of predictable and they unfold in a natural way when we commit to bringing our attention, our kind attention, you know, to ourselves, and um, there's a book that I was going to bring was going to bring with me here that I didn't, but that's the Twelve Stages of Healing. That is a, a book by Donald Epstein, the guy that created a network care, and he just kind of broke down these different stages of the healing process that happen as people on, as their evolution unfolds, and it's very useful as a reference to sort of check in with what, you know, where you are on the pro, in the process, and it's designed to help you really, not so that you can achieve some higher level of healing, but so that you can help, to help you, you know, dial in on where you are right now because the present moment is always where the the key to healing uh, it's the key to that's where the key to finding the one is it's in the present moment and what's happening with you in the present moment <clears throat> uh, another book <coughs> excuse me that became really a crucial book at about this time with this relationship that i was talking about in my life was a book called the way of the superior man by david data <clears throat> and, uh, it's basically a book that, you know, the title would make you think that it's only for men. Um, but it's not really. Uh, it's, uh, it basically tells you how you, you know, tells a man how he would be if he was sort of like centered in himself, if he was strong and connected to himself. But consequently, because it talks a lot about the masculine and feminine, that there's a lot in there for women. And in fact, this woman that i had been in a relationship with she had read it and it really you know was impactful for her and she sort of gave it to me sort of like here please read this book <laughs> uh, um and so the way of the superior man uh you know in the end who my a friend of mine and i we were who were also you know we were trying to figure out relationship and we were both reading this book, The Way of the Superior Man, and we were sort of like, all right, here's a situation, you know, with our woman. Like, what would David Data do? You know, and we would try to sort of like do the thing that David Data said to do in his book, but which never really quite worked out because, again, it's really about being centered in yourself. It wasn't until after the fact, after I sort of did some more healing That I could sort of look back and in relation and in, you know, circumstances and situations now where I could see like, oh yeah, like naturally, if you're centered in yourself, if you're connected to yourself, if you love yourself, um, if, you know, yeah, that you will behave a certain way, that you hold a certain, hold a certain ground in honoring the parts of you that have needs and, um, yeah, you just hold a certain ground in your, in your, uh, in yourself. So in the end, I did, you know, end up, uh, understanding what that book was about. But at the time, you know, what would David Data do, uh, wasn't quite, didn't quite work. <laughs> um, in any case, um, you know, uh, again, just doing your, you know, doing your work, doing your personal work, uh, your spiritual growth work embodying your soul's essence the work that i'm doing work like this can certainly help but there's other things out there that help you do that um and you know that sort of converge with timing and it's totally possible to find your soulmate totally possible to find the one if that's really 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 what you want life will sort of um life will you know conspire to make that happen for you so I hope this video has been useful. Um, please like it, share it, subscribe to my YouTube channel or anywhere else that you see this or hear it on my podcast, my bio soul integration podcast or other uh, social media sites. And um, I look forward to helping you express more life in the future. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Biosoul Integration Podcast. This episode originally aired as a video on my Biosoul Integration YouTube channel. You can also find me on the web at biosoulintegration.com. Thanks for listening, and I look forward to helping you express more life. Have a great day.